Warning. The following podcast contents material that could be deemed offensive. You'll hear explicit language, jokes in poor taste and overall crude humor. Listener discretion is advised. Enjoy. Well, maybe he just has manners. Yo, baby, you have your asshole licked by a fat man in an overcoat? Hanging with these episode four twenty. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I don't know. It's like 57 or whatever. But yeah, it is 420. Not sure if that's when you're listening to it, but we don't give a shit. And yeah, we're high. Uh, me it being rare, although I say rare, but that's now twice in the last like four episodes. Uh, I can already tell I'm higher than I was last time because, yeah, I took a pretty big puff there. Mm. But. So yeah, it's 420 and... You're going to see all the jokes and the memes today about tomorrow being National Drug Test Day. Yeah. I think there's any truth to that. Um, I mean, I've heard of, well, I've only heard one story of a kid I went to school with several years ago, shared on Facebook that yeah, 421, his company did drug tests for everybody. I mean, so. I, I'm sure, yeah, it probably happens at some point, but. Like, I guess the question is now that it's becoming more and more like widespread, legal and accepted. Well, I know someone who had a uh, they got a job and they had a drug test and they had smoked. So they tried to, you know, dilute it like you do. And uh, it came back diluted and they called him and said, uh, hey, you know, we need you to retake the drug test. Came back a little diluted. Just want to let you know, I mean to tell this to everyone now, but because marijuana is legal, we don't care. And that guy went, oh, okay, and then smoked <laughs> and then went to re- for his retake. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. He was literally high while taking the drug test. He was like, this, it felt amazing. That's funny. And yeah, I mean, it should be widely. I can kind of understand if you're like in a factory and, you know, working around yeah. dangerous machinery. I get that. Um, but still, the thing with weed is it that it, because it stays in your system for so long, I mean, you could you could test positive for it and not be high at all. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, more than likely you're not high at all because yeah. it stays in your system for, what, like a Up month? To, d- depending on how regularly you smoke it. Like you, yeah. it, <laughs> it'll take a month or better. Someone like me who every once in a blue moon I might smoke one, I'm probably good in, you know, week and a half, two weeks mm. to where they I mean they could get it into my blood maybe, but as far as a piss test it would be long long gone. Yeah. I wonder cuz it kind of stays in your fat. So like well, I'd say I was going to say like if you're a big fat bastard, but right now I feel like a big fat bastard cuz I made the mistake of jumping on the scale 2 weeks ago after we finished the show. Yeah, and yet for the last two episodes, you have walked in here with a McDonald's cup, and I know you're not stopping just to get a soda. No. <laughs> no. There's not a fucking Panera on the way from my house to yours. Oh, I don't know. Eat at home. 
I could There's a novel approach. I know, but... Buy some fucking groceries and eat at home. But then I'll just get pizza and TV dinners and shit, so kind of... I th- that's still better than McDonald's. Yeah. As far as like fat content, the only honestly, I bet the only thing that saves your ass right now is you're in a job where you're pretty much on your feet all day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd hate to like if I like, had it, that my old desk job. Ooh, that'd be rough. Yeah, I'm surprised you didn't get bigger while you were there. Yeah, I don't have an ass anymore. There's that. <laughs> Not like that's a. I don't know. It's a fact. Calm really, down, but, ladies. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well. Back to the whole drug thing. Here's a tip for you, kids. Cocaine only stays in your system for about 48 hours. So Yeah. Be an adult. Yes. Use coke. It's <laughs> uh, a joke, by the way. Don't sue us for that. Yeah. Funny story about that, though, is way back when I was uh, a meat cutter, mm-hmm. we had a guy who's, first off, a real dick bag. Uh, his name was Rob. Mm-hmm. So... You know, back there you have all the band saws and slicers and grinders and patty makers and all this shit. Uh, actually, I'll tell two stories about it. <clears throat> the first guy, whose name I don't remember, <laughs> literally it on, out anyway. on the boneless uh, band saw, mm-hmm. almost, like it was literally within a couple of days of being one year apart, he cut off the tips of both of his middle fingers. <laughs> Literally, like a year apart. Okay. On, on each hand, he did one hand. He he did it like back. What does that have to do with drugs? I'll get to that part. Okay. See, I'm fucking high, so this is what <laughs> happens. But anyway, yeah, this guy wasn't doing any drugs. But anyway, yeah, about a year apart, he cut like the fingernail part of his left finger off, mm-hmm. and then the next year, cut like the fingerprint <laughs> part off of his right hand on the same saw, literally with. It's the same week, one year apart. Like, wow. Yeah, it's time maybe to hang it. In fact, it was after the second time they moved him to produce. Probably a good idea. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, they, they do build knives there, but uh, no heavy machinery. Anyway, back to the story that I was starting to tell before I got high and went off on a tangent. Well, I was already high, but uh, went off on a tangent. Um, so this dickhead named Rob, I fucking hated him. And so uh, he kind of took my place when I moved up from like I was the everyday grinder. Mm-hmm. You're kind of like the bitch of the meat department. Sure. You do all the hamburger and then like tray shit up for the guys that are cutting. Mm-hmm. Well, when I moved up to Cutter, he was the the guy that they hired to bring in to be the grinder, which meant we usually worked the same shift, which meant every day I wanted to stab him in the temple. Anyway, like I said, dirt bag, white trash to the bone, blah, blah, blah. So I'm upstairs in the break room. At like, mm, it would have been right around seven because I think I went in at five. And my boss comes up, who, like the store manager, not the one I, I typically see, but he's like, hey, was your break over? I'm like, no. He's like, well, I need you to come down right now and take apart the patty machine. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm like, why? Rob's fingers in it. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> so. So anyway, I go down there, and so the patty machine, for those of you not aware, it's got a big like uh, bowl thing on the top, and that's where you put the, the hamburger in, and then you have this long, almost looks like a bait, uh, like a wiffle ball bat, mm-hmm. like a rolling pin type thing, and, and you push it down in there, and the patty machine's this 
steel metal plate that has obviously a patty cut out of it. It the m- machine pulls the plate into the hamburger part and then it pushes the hamburger down into the patty. Plate comes back out and then a little bitty uh I guess I'll call it hammer but kind of a a dish basically on a little arm pops the the patty down into your waiting hand that you're supposed to have like six inches below the patty machine. Well, if you were quick enough and good enough, you could hold your hand up really close, but not too close to the mold that comes out and and do it a lot quicker. Mm -hmm. But you could still hold it up there close without being up underneath the guard. And that was where you're supposed to use the guard as the, because if you put your hand past the guard, who knows what could happen because it acts as a guard for your fingers. Well, well, I'll tell you what could happen because it was so fucking cold back in that cooler where we did all the grinding. We always wore thick rubber, like dish soap, dishwashing gloves. Yeah. With the cotton gloves underneath. Cause literally it, you're back there cutting meat and grinding in 30 degrees. So, anyway, to set the scene, I come walking in from my break, and there's the patty machine, and there is a full green glove hanging out from underneath the you know the part where the patty comes out. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be fun. <laughs> so I, I end up taking it apart, and sure as shit, the entire glove is in there with one middle finger still inside the fucking glove. What he this dumbass did was he had his hand so far up under the the thing that when it comes out, when the the steel plate comes out, punches the patty down into your hand, you throw the patty on the tray, and you get the hand back up there ready to catch the next one. Mm -hmm. And when he got the hand back up there, too high, obviously, the plate goes back in, grabs the tip of his rubber glove, which is on fairly tight, and literally before he could blink an eye, it pulls it into the machine, and and it didn't. It ripped it off. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Tore. Yeah. The the ground chuck had some extra, a uh, little extra something that day. Jesus. Although actually, no, not really, because like I said, it was the the glove. I think a glove had a little tear in it, but that's about it. I have a question. As does I think everyone who's listening to this. I'm getting um, to the drug part, if that's what you're asking. They threw the patty machine away, right? No, fuck no. Not the patty machine. You just clean it out, sanitize it. You're good to go. It's no different than, okay. I mean, like the meat saws and slicers. You, you're cutting flesh with those. What's the difference between a human and a fucking cow? We don't eat human. No, but again, you sanitize that and it was cleaned. Thoroughly, I assure you. If not, it doesn't matter because the store doesn't exist anymore, which is why I'm going to tell you another story. (laughs) Anyway, so back to the original (laughs) reason of the show. Uh, So obviously that's an accident. So you go to the hospital and instant, you know, that's the first thing they do is piss test you. Mm -hmm. And granted, this happened on a Monday. I remember clearly because of the, you know, the the facts of of the case happened on a Monday. So he goes to the hospital and they attempt to reattach it, but because it was torn off, not happening. Um, but they piss testing. Mm-hmm. Well, then the next day it comes back. Well, Rob's fired because he failed his piss piss test. 
Okay. He tested positive for cocaine. Huh. So this is Tuesday. They tell him on Tuesday. Wednesday he comes in. Okay. And was like, oh, no, that's raw. I don't do drugs. I, that, that's bullshit. That was somebody else's pee. So like, okay, well, go piss again. Oh. So he go pisses again. And guess what, folks? It came back clean. And Rob got to get his fucking job back. That's pretty fucking genius on his part, though, and, to and be fair. Yes, he, because Saturday night he was at the White Trash Bar in Bloomington and did a bunch of rails and got blown out, then ripped his finger off Monday. Two days later, he, he pissed still dirty, knew that by Wednesday he was going to be clean, and sure as shit, he was, and he got to keep his job. To be fair, the man did lose his finger. I don't care. He was an asshole. <laughs> Even the lost finger no, doesn't make up for finger. it? one finger. He'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Although, yeah, we did just completely, we were merciless with him because, like, how are you so fucking stupid that you let a patty machine rip your fucking finger off? And then be smart enough to realize. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, dude. Um, I couldn't have a job like that. Anything <laughs> with sharp objects. Yeah. I'd yeah. fucking lose a you finger know, for sure. I, I told a lot of my old strip club stories on here in the early shows. I could literally do the same thing with like tales from a meat cutter. Cause we did some pretty crazy shit at that old cub foods meat room. Like, I mean, yeah. Wow. We'd go up in the fucking loft above the produce cooler and smoke weed. And you actually did smoke weed back yeah, then. Yeah. Back then I did. Yeah. No, I used to fuck some of the deli girls in, in the same cooler. God damn it. Uh, one of them I actually banged in the cooler. <laughs> we were we were both on third shift. And, yeah, good times. Reminds uh, me of Ted when the manager walks in on him fucking the cashier. It's like, <laughs> uh, what was that? I, I fucked her with a uh, a cucumber and then sold it to a family of four. Or <laughs> uh, um, wow. <clears throat> so and it, yeah, I've got a few of those stories. I'll have to tell some other time. But I, I got to I've asked you this before. How, because I don't get it. How does alcohol beat weed to you or anyone for that matter? I don't know. I mean, I get ha- I'm a happy drunk yeah. for the most part and I have a good time, so yeah. it's it's fun to me. Um like I said, sometimes I'm not, and that might be why. Uh, yeah, I mean, weed to me as you can tell, the first part of a weed high, I fucking love cuz I'm giggly and, you know, mm. obviously go off on long fucking tangents and haven't even really introduced the beginning of the show yet. Um but then I, when I hit that wall, uh, it's fucking nap time. Like, I hate to come down. Did you last time a few weeks ago? No, but I didn't really. Sp- I just barely okay. got a buzz last time. Reason why I asked is because it's a hybrid that leans sativa. So I thought maybe that might. Well, well no, see, I've done sativas, mm-hmm. and same thing. I get really high, and okay. and then on the come down, I would just I want to eat a sandwich and go to sleep for a while. All right, like it's a perfect. If I were going to do it on a regular basis, it would be at the end of the night to where I could just smoke. In fact, that's what I did even a couple of years ago. I started smoking a little more, and that's what I did is I would smoke right before bed, even a sativa, because I knew that, you know, yeah, for that hour or whatever, I'd be pretty nice and high, but then on the come down, it's fucking lights out. Yeah. Why do you think I texted you at 9.30 in the morning? Because I went to bed early last night because I was tired. Because, yeah, this is... It's a sativa, but... You were tired or you were baked? Tired. Well, I mean, I had woken up at like 6.30 to then 
night the morning of. So my sleep schedule's fucked up because of weed. I've been going to bed like super early and waking up. I think Oh wait, you mean like adults do? Okay, but it's Sunday. Sunday, I woke up at like four thirty in the morning. So do I. Every day. Okay, but I didn't have to. I didn't have work I don't until have nine to either, and it sucks. But that's my my inner clock because I've been an early person right. my whole life. Like these meat cutting stories I'm talking about. My shift started at five in the morning, went till one thirty, and even now, you know, working construction, I still usually get up between anywhere between four thirty and five thirty, depending on where we're going, or whatever. But even when my alarm isn't set, I'm still at worst up by six. Uh, even on weekends. That didn't used to be the case. No, no, it didn't. But I was never one to sleep in and not, I mean, literally not since I was like a teenager. Hmm. Once I started working and partying, it's like I would still, I'm one of those people that I can go out and drink a fucking liter of vodka and, you know, probably do a a gram or two. and, And still, at the end of the night, A, Still pretty much go to sleep mm-hmm. every now and then if I do, or back then I should say, back when I partied, <clears throat> uh, even if I did a lot of blow, most of the time I go to sleep every now and then, depending on how speedy it was, it might keep me up, but I digress. But even like now when I go out and drink heavily until two, three, four in the morning, mm-hmm. I still don't get more than like four hours of sleep. Like I'm, Ugh. I could go get hit to the hit the bed at four in the morning. Typically by seven thirty or eight, I'm awake. That sucks. Yeah, and I feel like shit all day, especially now that I'm getting older. But yeah, I, it's that's my curse. That like when we go party in Peoria, I, we get a hotel room every single time, and you know, eleven o'clock check out, twelve o'clock check out. Usually I'm laying in bed at eight, going, "It's fuck about time to hit the road," because. Yeah. I just I want to get home and get in my chair before the really feel like shit kicks in and right. Yeah, I never had that power of get fucked up and then go to work the next day. I d- there was one time I didn't even go out. It was just the next day I had to. I was closing, then turn around and opening when I was at my old job, and uh, think thankfully it was a desk job. But uh, I decided I got off work at like nine. Oh, okay, I'll get like a I'll get some beer and I'll have a few and then put me sleep i'll wake up at a decent time i'll be fine and then i just kept drinking beer kept drinking beer still not tired kept drinking beer killed the 12 pack i look it's like three o'clock in the morning i'm like son of a bitch i go lay down it's five i'm like i might as well just go get breakfast went and got breakfast at steak and shake went went to work drunk up oh, yeah went home at noon because i was like yeah i got the flu i'm not feeling so well yeah yeah there were times back in my meat cutting days that i fucking walked in and turned that bandsaw on and i was still legally drunk there's no question that's yeah. a good idea right hey you got all well you didn't lose one tip but yeah but that wasn't meat cutting though. exactly yeah i am you were not, sober when you did that unfortunately yeah stone sober and i cut the tip of my left index finger off not i didn't so much cut it off as much as i fucking cut it out yeah. like the blade of the saw went right down the middle of my finger and took out about an eighth inch of bone. And so now, yeah, I got all, all 10 toes and 9.75 fingers. So <laughs> we're good to go. Right. Hey, should we start the show now? Like official, like now um, that we're uh, <clears throat> 20 minutes in. Sure. Holy shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we got, uh, we got some news to talk about sports wise. Um, I guess the biggest one being the Steelers have signed Mike Tomlin to a three year extension. Absolutely not. <sighs> 
It's a super league. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> we'll I'm circle not, back to that later. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> it is interesting, though. I don't give a shit about soccer either. Uh, but uh, we'll see. <laughs> anyway, if there's time. Steelers re-signed Mike Tomlin to a three-year contract extension through the 2024 season. How do you feel about that? I mean, yeah. Sure. 2023? Four. Four. I was going to say that wouldn't be three years. Yeah. A three-year extension right, right, right. through the 2024 season. I didn't... I don't really have an issue with it. I mean... I do. I, I just... I'm over it. Like, I, I'm over the whole Tomlin experiment. I know his record is phenomenal, but he doesn't win the games he's supposed to win, and, and he hasn't really won much in the playoffs other than the Super Bowl the two Super Bowl years which one of which you could argue that was Cowher's team yeah um the other one we saw what happened you know they lost and should have won but I mean there was he did get him to an AFC title game yeah but if you look at his overall playoff record it's not great (laughs) okay and then there's the whole can't win a game on the road against a bad team which that that is frustrating. That, yeah, that's a thing, and I realize people are like, "Well, who are you going to bring in?" I I don't know, but I'm not confident Tomlin can take us to the promised land at any point, not, let alone this coming season. So I don't know. It is what it is, and it's the the Rooney family. And bottom line is, they don't fire coaches. Yeah, you know, that's they, worked out pretty well, though. It has to be fair. Granted, I mean, you had an entire. It, the 80s sucked because of that. You know, and another argument people will make, well, Cowher only won one in so many years. He never had a quarterback. True. Yeah. Until he ne- did. Exactly. Yeah. He, he never had a, a solid starting quarterback. And, like, if you would have put Ben with Cowher all those years, they probably would have won three or four Super Bowls in Cowher's tenure. They beat Dallas. Uh, oh, they would have beat Dallas, and they would have beat Denver in that AFC championship game. That Cordell Stewart fucked up. Probably would have beat New England in 2001. Yeah. The one where we got a block punt and or blocked kick, blocked field goal return for a touchdown and a punt return for a touchdown. Yeah. Yeah. We, Cower would have won more if he could have been able to get a quarterback that didn't suck. Hmm. Um, but anyway, it is what it is. Like I said, at least we'll have continuity um, on one side because it looks like Colbert. It's probably done after this year. Yeah. It seems to be the way everyone is leaning. Hmm. Uh, then we we didn't really touch on the whole Deshaun Watson thing the last couple episodes. Have you been following this? Yeah, we have. No, not the last couple we haven't. We didn't even mention him last episode. Oh. Oh, yeah, we didn't. No. Yeah. Um, basically, some of the names have been released. We knew that. Um, and their lawyer... Watson's attorney has now basically come out and said that, yeah, yeah, some some shit went down, but it was all consensual. Mm. So it went from I did nothing inappropriate now to, yeah, yeah, there were probably some handies there, but it was Mm. consensual. So, again, that murks it up even more now. It's at a point of he said, she said. And now on top of that, you got these women that, have you know, their names are going to have to be released, it looks like. And now they're facing other backlash of you know if this doesn't go their way and it turns out that you know they agreed to 
perform extra services, you know, what's that do to their lives and their reputations? And right. the ones that might actually be massage therapists, we know they weren't all like licensed and things of that nature, but uh, going to be interesting to see how it all plays out. It'd be kind of hard to have sympathy for them if the only reason this would happen to them is if they told people that it wasn't consensual. Right. A cry wolf situation, which yeah. in which case... 22 hey, you shouldn't. Them, have... No, no, no. I yeah. just, I'm talking about the individuals yeah. where that might be the case. And yeah, I, not much sympathy for them. Right. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. But on the plus side for them, if they do normally provide massage services, I bet they get a little bump in. Uh, <laughs> All booked. Yeah. All booked at least a L- little the bump in interest for their services. So, yeah. <clears throat> Can't wait to see how that's all going to play out. Uh, Alex Smith announced his retirement. Yeah. He and must listen to the show. What's that? He must listen to the show. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess he visited Jacksonville and was still mm-hmm. contemplating it. And part of me wants to think that maybe the interest in him wasn't high enough for him to even worry about it. Mm-hmm. But he says he went snowboarding with his dad and his kids and that really kind of opened his eyes that he wanted to do more stuff like that Mm. and look kudos uh safe to say he's probably got the greatest or most miraculous comeback in dare i say sports history Mm. not about that Uh, what else can you think of Uh, eric uh, berry coming uh, back from cancer yeah I mean that's that's big, but this is you know, you saw that leg. Yeah, you know, yeah. Eric Berry had cancer and went through some shit, some chemo, radiation, and and all the power to him. But after seeing that leg, mm. when it just when they cut away all the rotting flesh and basically they had to rebuild him from the knee down, that's pretty goddamn yeah. amazing, especially to come in and play quarterback. Yeah. So if it ain't number one, it's fucking top two or three at least yeah um so yeah we we speculated here in the offseason about teams that might land him well apparently it's nobody and he says he wants to do something else he just doesn't know what but he's going to take some time off i could definitely see him in a analyst role type yeah thing. or a commentator yeah uh, i wouldn't be surprised if maybe they bring him in college football first or you know pac 12 maybe something yeah. something low level and then yeah he'll uh we haven't heard the last from him i really don't think so, uh, NFL draft. We are now nine days away. Nine days away, uh, Thursday night. And got a couple of things to talk about on that. Uh, it seems like the uh, Trey Lance, I guess, had another pro day as well. And it's interesting these guys are doing this to, to get the, the attention of these teams now that have moved up. And now there's major speculation that New England – is going to try and slide up there and grab somebody. Uh, on our side, the Steelers, um, we've got reports now that the Steelers are apparently locked in on one of three players in round one. And those three players are Najee Harris, running back from Alabama, uh, offensive tackle Tevin Jenkins, Oklahoma State. That's the guy you were talking about? Mm-hmm. 
And center, Landon Dickerson. From? I do not know. See, and here I was all impressed with you. and He's from Alabama. Wow. So, I, if Najee Harris is there, that's my pick. 100 times out of 100 right now. I don't know. It depends on how good they think Jenkins is. Because, I mean, you could get – history has shown us you can get a pretty decent back in the second and third. So Yeah, but, I mean – And it's not like if you draft a tackle that's not helping your run game because it is. Agreed. So but I, if, if he's there, I, like I said, I'm locked in. If he is there, there's no question I'm taking Najee Harris. Well, the, the center in the first and worked I, out pretty well last time we did it. Yeah, but it it doesn't happen often. Like we've uh, we've gotten fairly lucky on that front as far as centers go. You can find good centers late, mm. you know, for the most part. You can find good backs late too. True, but I'm still again. I mean, again, I mean we. Is it Najee Harris, or is it the fact that his center is going to be a first-round pick, and so is his tack- left tackle? You know what I mean? Like that's just I, I keep bringing yeah, but, that up with Bama. And, uh, agreed, but again, when you see him in open space, yeah, and the power, yes, I'm not denying at all that he had a great offensive line. But when you see him in the one-on-one matchups, just his power and and everything else. Uh, I think he's it. I, I really yeah. do. I, I, I don't know. I, I won't be upset if they take Najee Harris. Um, I will tell you who I would be upset if they take because I saw a mock draft that had us taking um, <laughs> Justin Fields. Oh, yeah, you'll hate that. Oh, yeah, yeah, I There's, will. But at this point, over the course of the last couple of weeks, there is no way he falls that far. I don't think so either. He's not. He has been. Someone always does, though. No, true. Um, but, yeah, I I don't see any of the, the four big names falling. The only one I see maybe falling our way would be Mac Jones, and yeah. I don't think that's even going to happen. Nope. Kind of sounds like that's going to be San Francisco, So, which I find very surprising. But Yeah, uh, I, I agree. Um, then we got a... Uh, Steelers Nation uh, website, Steeler News, whatever. Uh, oh, behind the steel curtain.com. I'm sorry. Uh, they put out their mock draft for the Steelers selections and just kind of go through. And, uh, obviously, first, first round, they got Najee Harris, who I'm 100% good with. It's a huge need. Second round, the guy's taking Asante Samuel Jr., cornerback out of Florida State. Which I would be good with. I just I don't know that he's going to fall that far. Hmm. Third round, they got us taking Cameron McGrone, which is a linebacker from Michigan. Michigan, and is he any good? I don't know anything about him. I don't really. I didn't watch a lot of Michigan football last uh, year. Yeah, you got to remember. <laughs> uh, I would. I would hope he's an outside linebacker because with us re-signing Vince Williams, uh, that. Gives us some pretty solid inside linebacker depth. 
yeah. outside linebacker we need. So, again, don't really know a lot about him. I counted on my Michigan guy. Then in the fourth, they got us taking a offensive tackle from Stanford, Walker Little. So that addresses a need as well. Center in round four from Georgia, Trey Hill. Round six, a edge rusher from Penn State, Shaka Tony. So, I'm always in favor of taking a linebacker from Penn State. Yeah, they, they seem to do uh, to do pretty well. Right, and then they got us taking a wide receiver in the seventh, and that's no, a that's a tight end. Oh wait, no, sorry, I was looking at the last one. My bad. I yeah, realized we had two. in the seventh, uh, Tamorian Terry from Florida State. I don't see any need for a wide receiver this year with nah, us getting. I wouldn't think so. Juju back. I just yeah. I guess a camp body just to kick the tires in the seventh round wouldn't be so bad, but yeah. And it seems like we always, no matter what, every year take a wide out or two. Yeah. And, and if there's one thing that Pittsburgh has shown that they can do, it's fucking draft wide receivers. So right. if they the pick a sweep. wide receiver, I'm usually okay with it because they, they seem to know what the hell they're talking about. Right. Outside I, of Lima Swede. Yeah. 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 See, well, everything about him was true except his hands. Right. Like, fucker could run routes. He was fast. But, yeah. He was like Stone Hands from that movie, Necessary Roughness. Don't throw it to Stone Hands. Yeah, that guy was a joke. Uh, and then the last pick, they got us taking a tight end, which is also a position of need. Um, as of right now, we got Eric Ebron and some guys that haven't really done anything. Uh, I'd still like to see us bring back Jesse James. Yeah. Who is out there. So as far as that goes with that mock draft, I would be pretty happy with that. I, I would be first tickled with Najee Harris, but if we get Asante Samuel Jr. in round two, I would definitely be happy with that because corner is definitely a need, especially a slot corner. Right. And, uh, yeah, I'd be down. So uh, Todd McShay and Mel Kuyper did a three-round mock where they traded back picks one mm-hmm. i think kuiper had all the e odd numbers and um todd mcshay had all the even obviously they got trevor lawrence going first zach fields going second to the jets in the third zach who zach wilson yeah did i say zach thomas no you said zach fields i thought it was whatever <laughs> anyway it's zach wilson byu uh in the third this is where things start to shake up they got him taking justin fields although this I guess I should preference uh, preface it. This is who they would pick if they were the GM. Oh, uh, yeah. They got Justin Fields, and that is third rounder. So that, that's Kuiper. Kuiper has Justin Fields ranked up there pretty high. And he would fit in a Kyle Sh- Shanahan office, offense. God, I can't fucking talk. <laughs> um, if he's not, you know, if he's good. You know, yeah. You hate Ohio State, so you think he's going to be a bust. Plus, there's the whole never been a good quarterback out of Ohio State. Right. Uh, then in the fourth, they got Kyle Pitts. And with Atlanta, I think they go. That's kind of like everyone says, that's where the draft starts is Atlanta. Yeah, Who because they, they could go quarterback because Matt Ryan's no spring chicken. Mm-hmm. So they could literally throw a wrench into everybody's fucking plans by, by snatching up Trey Lance or, or even Mac Jones for that matter. Um, But McShay's got him going Kyle Pitts, and I don't think Kyle Pitts makes it past seven anyway. Uh, then they got the Bengals taking a tackle, which, look, if there's anything Mike Brown has ever done, 
he can make it all better by just actually doing something to protect his fucking franchise quarterback. Because it looks like Burrow might be pretty solid. Yeah. But They'll take a wide receiver. They're going to take with Chase as the one from LSU. Jamar Chase. Yeah. I, that, I that's could, what they'll do. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. Did you see the memes I was posting yesterday? <laughs> yeah, about the the one the grass stains. Yeah, yeah. They they released. I like the one. The other one though is like, hey, we got you something. Oh yeah, Joe Burrow's like, yeah. hey, can yeah. I get a line? An yeah, we got you a line. Yeah, yeah, we got you a line. A line of these new threads or whatever. It was. <laughs> Look how sick they are. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, the other one with uh, the new, they showed in the new jerseys and the white ones. Like, look, Joe Burrow's already comes with grass stains on it. And huh. yeah, if they don't get a an offensive lineman in the first round or first couple of rounds, they're gonna use see all that three one. picks on linemen all all Why the not? time. Yeah. Uh, then they got the Dolphins taking Jamar Chase, which is a need. Mm-hmm. Uh, they definitely need to get some more playmakers down there for old uh, Tua. Um. Then they got a. Big trade projected. Mm-hmm. And they think that this is where New England moves up because, again, that's a been a highly speculated that he, even though they got Cam Newton this year, the the thought process is that uh, Bill's got some stockpiled picks, yeah, and he's going to put together a package and jump into the top ten so he can grab his next Tom Brady. Mm. And this is where um, Kuiper has him making that move. To grab Mac Jones, yeah, over Trey Lance, hmm. and then Carolina, they got them taking Rashawn Slater, the offensive tackle out of Northwestern. Again, definitely a need. Mm-hmm. You got your new quarterback. You got one of the best running backs in the NFL. It's time to get some some road yeah. graders, you know, some bulldozers to protect those guys. Then they got Denver. Giving up on Drew Locke and taking Trey Lance, I could definitely see that. Yeah, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sold on Drew Locke. No, and I don't think Denver is either. Uh, Cowboys, Patrick Sertan, the second cornerback out of Alabama, projected to be the top defensive back picked. Uh, all signs point to him being a stud. So, yeah, uh, his dad was pretty solid, and Dallas. Definitely needs defensive help. Uh, then they got the Giants taking Devontae Smith. Again, definite need there. Yeah. Uh, Eagles with their trade via Miami through San Francisco. Got them taking Jalen Waddell, the wide receiver out of Alabama. Uh, again, that is a need. They've not had a decent wide receiver in quite a while. I mean, Deshaun Jackson yeah, definitely on the downside of his career these last couple of years and then they had Nelson Aguiar who couldn't catch a fucking cold with them. Right. Uh, Chargers offensive tackle, Christian Derisaw, Virginia tech again, great young quarterback. Got to protect him. So that's, that's a good pick. Minnesota. Alija Vera Tucker. I'm sure I hear. Uh, that's what I would say, yeah. Elijah Vera Tucker, yeah. Elijah. Yeah. What did you say? Elijah. Yeah, no. Ali Elijah. Elijah. Who the fuck spells the Elijah? A I I know it can't even look. A L I J A H. I don't know. Are you I mean come His on? His parents, obviously. That's like you're gonna name your daughter Ladasha and you spell it L A 
hyphen, hyphen a or some shit did like i tell that. you that story i don't know it's yeah, that's I've, been around a while okay. but but yeah elijah vera tucker uh again this minnesota and, and yeah they they need offensive line help then you got the lions picking in place of the i'm stoned uh yeah patriots micah parsons linebacker then you got jc horn cornerback for arizona uh, let's see. That's Joe Horn's son. Did you know that? No, I did not. Yep. Isn't that nifty? Yeah. Weird. His dad played wide receiver and he played corner. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Neat. Uh, Raiders taking a safety. Dolphins. Jeremiah Awusu Koramu. What are these fucking Let me names? see. Let me get a crack. Yeah. That. Try that one. Jeremiah Awusu Cora Mo, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I got nothing. I, anyway, I, I I know that dude's supposed to be Jeremiah really good. is a linebacker from Notre Dame for the Dolphins. Again, solid pickup there. Uh, Washington football team, a linebacker. Not sure I agree with that. Hmm. They, I think they definitely need a running back. The one they got is, although nineteen might be a little high for a back. Yeah, a uh, quarterback. I mean, are you putting all your eggs into the... Uh... I was going to say, who would that be? Trask? Because all the quarterbacks are gone, right? Well, the top five. The top, yeah, the, the yeah, top nah, five are gone. Nah. Might be a little high for Trask. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, I mean, I guess this isn't a bad pick, but I might try and package some stuff together and move down to get you know the positions of need. Then they got the Bears taking a corner, which they definitely need. Somebody to replace uh, Fuller. Fuller. Colts taking a defensive end. Jalen Phillips out of Miami. Titans taking Elijah Moore, the wide receiver out of Ole Miss. And then 23, the Jets via Seattle. Greg Newsom, cornerback out of Northwestern. And they've got us taking Najee Harris out of Alabama. So, again, uh, like like you said, Atlanta literally controls the draft right now. Yeah, I mean San Francisco. It seems like they're leading. They're leaning Mac Jones, but Trey Lance had a solid pro day again. So they, I guess San Francisco really has the the first cog or first yeah. domino, but then Atlanta has the next domino that could either fall left or right for mm-hmm. a lot of teams, depending on if they go quarterback or not. I don't know if I'm Atlanta. I'm going to take Kyle Pitts. I think so. Cause, I mean, yeah. Uh, quarterback past the top three are who knows. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like the guys, it's a pretty much consensus that Zach Wilson and Trevor. I almost said Trevor Noah. <laughs> Holy fuck. Uh, Trevor Lawrence are, are surefire on paper and the other guys are everybody kind of has different opinions. Uh, so yeah, Kyle Pitts seems like he is going to be just a monster. So I think that's the way I would lean. And again, that's going to open the door for a lot of other people. So yeah, nine days away. I'm sure we'll probably have some more information on the show before the draft. Mm-hmm. I'd like to think we'll be back before nine days. Yep. Probably. Um, I'm going to try and get that off, too, so I can watch it. Oh, the, 
Well, the whole the first round. Is first, first round, round yeah. yeah. Uh, other little sports tidbits. Uh, it's not really a tidbit, but the Cubs suck. They can't hit. That's Shit. what I hear. Yeah. It's it's bad. I mean, they'll have a pitcher that has a decent day, but nobody can get a hit. Or the last, you know, this last week they had starting pitchers just get absolutely waxed in the first or first couple of innings. And it seems like when they have a good day at the plate, they blow up. But then they just fall apart the next game and nobody can hit anything. It's like, make up your mind. Are you going to be able to hit the ball or not? There's even an article on ESPN.com right now um, talking about the fact that they're this is historic uh, struggles at the plate as of right now because they are dead last in the majors in many categories, including team batting average of only 192. And that's among the all-time worst through 15 games. And if they can't figure it out soon, they are uh, they're going to be in bad shape because they're already three or four games under 500 and like three or four games out of first. And in that division, as strong as it is, they can't afford to uh, to drop too many more. What are you doing? I'm reading the story I was going to bring oh. up when you got done with baseball because I have nothing to contribute. <laughs> so yeah, Cubs. Uh, Get it together, because right now it's not looking good. Then we got uh, NBA. Looks like uh, AD is due back here any day now, so that could definitely shake things up in the NBA. Um, the Bulls, after making the big trades, suck, like <laughs> worse than before the trades. So that just, again, goes to show that sometimes it takes a while to get that team chem- chemistry and while they have played like shit, other teams have played equally as bad, and they're still within four and a half games of the playoff spot. So they haven't really lost a lot of momentum in that perspective, but they still got to get some shit together. They're at least 500 now in their last five games, so hopefully they can kind of gel a little bit and at least sneak into the playoffs. And if you're not going to get in the playoffs, then just tank now and improve your lottery chances. Cause that's what I always hated about being middle of the road. You, you're not getting in the lottery and you're not, you know, yeah. in the NBA, you don't typically find those stud players much past the first 10 picks. Right. You know I mean, so, so anyway, all right, go ahead and put me to sleep now with your little fruity soccer story. Or did you have something else? I was going to talk about something else. but oh. um, Well, either way, what do you got? Okay. Um, did you hear what Kevin Smith, how what he's doing with his new movie? Which movie? Uh, what's it called? Kilroy Was Here. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Before we get off sports. Okay. I got to talk about the fucking Triller Fight Club. Oh, my God, yes. Yes, I yeah, we need to talk about that too. Fuck Ben Askren. Fuck Ben Askren forever. Full disclosure, I did not watch it. I did. After the fact, but I did. So, if you're out of the loop, Triller Fight Club is this no new company or whatever. They put on, if I'm not mistaken, didn't they do the Tyson fight? Yeah. Yeah, they did the Tyson fight and they had it was the that was the one where uh Nate Robinson got just absolutely knocked in the next month. Yeah. But anyway, they had 
uh, Frank Mir, the former UFC heavyweight champ, decided to box somebody here. Then they had a couple guys I didn't know, heard of. But then the main event was Jake Paul, the whether one side or the other, loved or very hated YouTube star that wants to become a pro boxer. And Ben Askren, who is a former MMA fighter, former champion, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he was a champion in Bellator and won fighting. Um, he also wrestled at Iowa, and I think he was a two-time national champion. Yeah. He, he wrestled, what, middleweight? 150, 160 range? Uh, that sounds... No. Not wrestled, but fought. He fought 170. Yeah, okay. So he was... What is? What do they consider that? Welterweight. Welterweight. Jake Paul is... He's. I think Jake Paul, he may not be heavyweight, but he's close. Yeah, he's like in the 190 range. Okay. Because I think that's... Askren just didn't have to cut weight for the fight. Yeah. So. so anyway, yeah. Jake Paul, who's had, like, I don't know, a handful of fights, hasn't lost yet, but he hasn't really fought anybody significant. Ben Askren... MMA fighter, but never known as a striker. No. He was a grappler. Yeah. And so anyway, they're having this big event, and they're promising, you know, all these commentators and everything. Take it away, because, again, I didn't watch it. <sighs> Jake Paul. Well, talk about the whole event in general. I mean, I only watched the main event. After. Okay. Well, I watched it after the fact. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, then. So anyway, they put together this big <laughs> card. It was pay-per-view. I don't know how much it was, but 50 bucks cuz I looked into buying it. Wow. Yeah. So $50 to buy this pay-per-view. And they had four fights, maybe five, I don't remember. But I know at one point because I was watching the feed on Twitter mm -hmm. where it got just annihilated. Every there wasn't a single positive tweet I read about this thing. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Because I guess they would like have a fight and then there would be like forty minutes of musical acts. Oh, I did hear there was a rap lot of acts, acts and things yeah. like that. And then they had, I don't even know how many commentators. Like Snoop was there, uh, Mario Lopez was there. They had a an actual somewhat knowledgeable boxing guy there. Um, I guess Oscar De La Hoya was on there and basically cut a promo where it was more than obvious that he was probably doing lines in the back. Jesus. Like, yeah, just talking a mile a minute. He does love the cocaine. No yeah. One knows that. And apparently he was loving it quite a bit on Saturday. <laughs> but, yeah, everybody was just tweeting about how, oh, my God, I I spent money for this. Are you uh -huh. fucking kidding me? You know, who are these rap acts? Just get to the goddamn fights, blah, blah, blah. And it ended up taking, like, almost three hours or so before they got to uh, the main event, which, again in a, a wrestling thing or like a big UFC thing, at least you're getting fights, good quality fights after, you know, for two hours, three hours mm. until you get to that main event. This was basically a rap concert with one of the matches, which Ric Flair was involved in, not in the match, but he commentated or witnessed whatever it was one of those slap fights. What? It was a four minute slap fight. I didn't watch it. Like I, a literal I think it was one of those, like, you know, sometimes you'll see on social media the contest where they walk up to a table and. Yeah. I believe it was one of those. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. And, and Ric Flair was involved somehow. But anyway, so hours later, several musical acts and t trending number one on Twitter for 
all the wrong reasons. They finally get to the main event, which was Jake Paul, Ben Askren. Take it away, Dylan. Uh, lasted two and a half minutes. Askren didn't have a very good guard. Like his hands were very seemed like uh, far yeah, out, far out, and even low. Yeah, like he was has, MMA fighting it, exactly. And then Askren threw, I think he threw a left hook to set him up, and then came with a right straight. And you Ask- mean Jake Paul? Jake Paul, yeah, yeah. sorry, yeah. And uh, hit the right straight on Askren, and Askren went down. And I thought it was an early decision because I mean he gets up after three, yeah. stands up, and then the ref. T- talks to him for a second, and then waves it off. Well, it looked like when when the ref was talking to him, the ref stepped away and and motioned to him to walk towards him. Mm-hmm. That that first step Askren took was squirrely, mm. like he kind of veered off to the right, and that's when the ref said no. No, and then Askren went on barstool or something and basically said that no, it was not a staged fight; it was a real fight because it did look. I mean. This is a guy, you, if you've seen some of Ben Askren's fights, he's got a chin. Mm-hmm. Like, he has gotten just beat to shit and, mm-hmm. you know, is, is pretty tough. Right. This was one punch, and he crumbled the way Nate Robinson did. The only difference was when Nate Robinson hit the mat, he didn't get up. Askren popped right back up. But no. when he went down, he went down, like, super hard, super quick. Mm-hmm. So it did leave some people to question whether or not it was a – a dive chins get bad after agreed agreed but chuck liddell used to eat oh yeah breakfast once he got knocked out one time he was never the same yeah that's what i was gonna say was that us i think that we're watching that together when he broke rich franklin's arm with a kick and then rich franklin knocked him out with a broken arm no no he didn't throw the broken arm the first time he got knocked out was against um I don't know. Uh, he was real popular. I can't remember. I don't think I was watching that with you. That was probably Trent. No. Were, were we watching the Franklin one together, though? No. Oh. But at, at when he fought Franklin, he had already been knocked out a couple times. Yeah. But he was still still had that stigma. But point being, once that first knockout came, mm-hmm. Chuck Liddell was – he literally went from one of the baddest men on the planet to one of the worst jaws on the planet. Yeah. Because every time it just – They'd hit that button. Um, didn't I think Machida knocked him out as well? Uh, Rashad Evans knocked him out. Rashad Evans definitely knocked him out. Um, yeah. God, you know who I'm talking about? The first guy that knocked him out. He was real popular. Um, he was. He might even been on the white guy, black guy, Mexican or or Hispanic. Okay, now I'm just gonna have to Google it. Oh, uh, Shogun. That's it, Shogun yeah. Hua. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Um. Yeah, but I, I, so yeah, it's possible that Askren's chin got that weak, but man, it it looked especially after seeing what Masvidal did to him. Well, true, true. Yeah. He put his knee through the back of his fucking skull from the front side. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that is possible, but again, on paper, sure, it looks like an impressive first round knockout, but until Jake Paul fights somebody that's actually had a professional boxing match, I'm I'm not buying him. Mm. Because you know, you can fight former YouTubers and a basketball former basketball player and a former. I mean, the the MMA he didn't fight, fight. No, his brother is the one that fought. Oh, it was. Yeah. Oh, okay. Never mind then. It's Jake and. I mean, I Logan. Yeah. Logan's the one that that knocked Nate Robinson out. Okay, but he still hasn't. You know, he hasn't fought anybody. Yeah, I mean, 
still knocking out a former MMA, not just a fighter, but a former champion in Bellator and won. That is impressive. Yeah, if it's I mean, legit. The yeah. MMA fan in me, I, I don't think, I don't see Ben Askren taking a dive for money. I mean, you don't get to be that much of a stud in wrestling and MMA unless you're ultra competitive. I don't see him taking a half million dollars to embarrass himself. There's no but way. Who said it was only half million? He did. That's what he got. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was his payout. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying is there might. I'm not saying it happened, but I'm just saying there's a possibility that, hey, you're getting 500000 to take the fight. Mm. Here's another million or $2 million, whatever. To I, I don't see that being It's enough. possible. I, I don't It's possible. So. I Can don't. you at least admit it's possible? Sure. Okay. I mean, fucking anything's possible. <laughs> it's all I needed. Case closed. Okay. <clears throat> that would not hold up in court. So anyway, <laughs> yeah, until, like I said, until he fights somebody that's actually got professional experience, I don't think anybody's going to take him all that serious other than his little YouTube following, but I think he's got more haters than lovers. Yeah. So, okay, are you going to tell your fruity soccer story now? Or are you just... <laughs> well, gee, when you set it up like that, I mean... <laughs> I'm sorry, it's, it's soccer. I know. Um, I find it it's still very interesting, though. That's why I, when I asked you if you heard about it and you said no, I'm like, really? Okay. Yeah. No. So, you know the way soccer works at least in Europe, is there are multiple, there are tiered leagues, kind of like how in college sports. I know that only because of Ted Lasso. Yeah, Fair, me too. Like English Premier League and all the stuff that you see on ESPN had no fucking clue Premier what that League, meant. Champions in, League, yeah. Until I watched Ed Lasso, Ed Lasso. Ed Lasso. <laughs> Ted Lasso. Yeah. It is Lasso, right? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, that's the name so of that anyway, series yeah, you watched twice. It, it, yeah, until uh, until I watched that, I did not know how that worked. But yes, now I get it. Yeah, sort of like college sports over or college football <laughs> over here. You have FBS, FCS. We Division get two, it. Division. Yes, it's a tiered league. We get it. <laughs> we fucking get it. After you talk, you about know the how draft. they have in major league baseball. You have major league, then you have minor league. You have class double A. Yes, we fucking get it. After you talked about that, you read a mock draft for twenty fucking minutes. You're gonna <clears> get. <throat> Whatever. Anyway, so basically what's happening is I think it's J.P. Morgan and uh, some other big financial group here in the good old US, U.S. of A. wants to start a super league in soccer where instead of – because you have those tier leagues, you also have these teams that play in, like, leagues in their own countries. So, like, English teams play English teams, German teams, German teams, mm-hmm. Italian time, that kind of thing. Um, they basically want to do is take all the star teams, you know, your – Manchester United, Man City, fucking Arsenal, Liverpool, uh, Tottenham. Um, you going to just leave out Ted's team? That's not a real team. Oh, it's not? No. Oh. Uh, no. That's sure. why. Anyway, take all of like the big teams and make them just one big Super League. Um, the UEFA, um, I think they're the governing body for most of those the, the tiered leagues, the, the Champions League, Premier League, stuff like that. They said any team or player that participates in this will be banned for life and they won't be able to come back to the Premier League, Champions League, that kind of stuff. FIFA came out and said any player or team that participates in this Super League will be banned from the World Cup. Um, Yeah, it's a pretty crazy story. And wow. Well, I mean, if that's the case, it's over. Yeah. I mean, none of the big stars, if they can 
I mean, I guess uh, the leagues could do that if they wanted to. It's their league, but I got to imagine that if that's the case, you, good luck getting anybody worth a shit to come and play. Yeah, because that's. Uh, oh, speaking of breaking news, Chelsea to ask out of Super League and shock reversal. So they're not going to be a part of it. Um, I guess, I, again, talking just, I'm only hearing this from like people from England, but mo the average soccer fan is furious about this and doesn't want it because if they do that, they're going to lose a lot of rivalries, you know, that they've played for like a hundred years. Yeah. Yeah. And also it's going to be hard to go to games. Like if your English team is playing a team in Germany. Yeah. That was where I was going to interject is the, the logistics of it, you know, traveling to all those different countries and especially right now. Yeah. With, with all the COVID shit still pretty hot and heavy. Yeah. So it gave me, well, it didn't give me a thought cause Rich Eisen came up with it and I thought that's a good idea. Um, what if college football teams did this? You take Bama, Notre Dame, Michigan, USC, Florida. Wait, this is supposed to be a super team. Thing, exactly. Right? Yeah. yeah. So you so know, Michigan wouldn't be there. Yeah, they would. Um, Ohio State, Texas, Oklahoma, all the the big teams. They could easily do this if they wanted to. Just break a break away from NC the NCAA, but. I don't think they would though, because the NCA would be like, "Well, if you do that, then you're we're not gonna." Yeah, there's a lot more to it than football. Yeah, yeah, they would just say, "Fine, you can't compete in any sports." But... Yeah, and that's exactly what would happen. And yeah, it so... would be kind of cool to see, though. I have to admit, because you know, Bama couldn't schedule the fucking Citadel the week before Auburn. Yeah, I would definitely like to see something like that. Maybe not necessarily them all leave the NCAA, but I would like to see like big programs. I mean, I get you want to throw one or two cream puffs on there, but you've got some of those teams. That's all they have are cream puffs, and then yeah. they get into their conference schedule, and it's just you know, it's ridiculous. Unless it's like Appalachian State, you know, going to Michigan or whatever. And, Again, Florida lost to an FCS school like three years ago. So, yeah, but they weren't the first, the most memorable. Yeah, Michigan was ranked like fifth in the country when that happened. Yes, at home. Yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah. Uh, in in theory, it's not a bad idea, but I don't think it'll ever happen. No. You know, there's just too much money floating out there amongst other sports and everything. And whether we like it or not, the NCAA has all the power. Yeah. And too much of it i would like to see that like as an option for your dynasty mode when the new ncaa football comes out to where you can just do create your own league where you do that pick 30 teams just pick the 30 I teams think, you want i mean couldn't you do that before no you could do custom conferences but you couldn't like eliminate teams altogether. yeah i know so just put all the shitty teams in different conferences and all the good teams and yeah different conferences and Right. So doing like the power five, do like the power two. Yeah. And just yeah, load yeah. it with the, the top two. And chances are whoever comes out of that heap is probably going to the national title. Right. Unless you have some against probably, you know, one of the, the teams from the shitty leagues that goes undefeated. Yeah. I had that happen in a dynasty I did a few months ago. I first coaching job on my new dynasty. I was no C for Louisiana Tech and 
fucking won out and made it to the natty and played Bama, and we beat Bama in the national championship game. Wow. Yeah. All right, so I think that's going to wrap it up for sports. Did you have anything non-sports related? Uh, Mortal Kombat's coming out next... No, Friday. Yeah, so... We should review it. I'll probably watch it, but I probably... I'm just saying right now... We're going to watch it. We might as well review it. I doubt I like it. Oh, that reminds me. Speaking Mm -hmm. of movies. Have you seen Nobody yet? No, I haven't. If you would have told me a year ago... Mm-hmm. That hey, Saul Goodman, aka Bob Bob Odenkirk, from Breaking Bad fame and Better Call Saul, is going to be an action star. Mm-hmm. I would have told you that you're fucking higher than you are right now. But now he is. He yeah, come out with this movie, nobody, and it's really good. Oh yeah, I mean it's John Wickish good. Nice. Yeah, he's. He's this suburban dad, regular schmuck, and somebody breaks into his house one night. Yep. And he like grabs a, a golf club and it's a you can tell it's a man and a woman that break into his house. He's married, he's got a like a sixteen, seventeen year old son, and then like a six or seven year old little girl and a wife, and you can tell that things at home aren't great. Mm-hmm. But uh so they get broken into and they don't he's like i don't have any money we've just got money in this little dish and they grab all that and he has a chance to take out the female with a golf club and he doesn't mm-hmm. and the the son dives in from the stairs and tackles the other guy and there's a fight and then he's like son let him go let him go and of course son gets big black eye and basically loses all respect for his dad because mm-hmm. he just let him let the, the robbers leave. So you think, oh, this guy's a pussy. And hmm. fast forward to he's, uh, I don't remember what exactly. Oh, his little girl who of the family is like the only one that still like absolutely adores him. His son, especially after taking one in the face, is pissed off at him. His wife kind of shuns him, but his daughter is still all about it. And it turns out she has lost her kitty cat bracelet, mm-hmm. which which becomes the puppy from John Wick. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's what sets him off. Okay. Because he was in the military. There's a, a little subplot where his son is doing a report. And he's like, you know, I need to, can I interview you? I just want to just want to get it done. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, I was an auditor for <laughs> the military or whatever. And then even the wife's like, well, maybe you should interview uncle, whatever he was, you know, he actually served. Ooh. Yeah. So he was an auditor is what, what you're led to believe. So anyway, the little girl's like, I can't find my kitty cat bracelet. And he's just like, all right. Because during the robbery, he noticed the tattoo. Yeah. So he fucking goes to all these tattoo shops looking, you know, for this tattoo. And he finally gets to one. Yeah. And it's loaded with all these these big dudes. And there's this old vet here. sitting there and they're making fun of him, you know, basically kind of getting ready to rough him up. And this old vet notices this tattoo on Bob Odenkirk's wrist. Okay. And immediately he's like, uh, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and go. He goes, you know, thanks for your service. I'm going to go ahead and get out of here. And he gets out. And that's when the guys are kind of a little bit spooked. And he points out, he's like, show me who did, who gave this tattoo. And so he ends up going to their house and he fucking busts in and puts 
gun in the dude's face and turns out they're broke yeah and trying to feed a baby so he feels bad again right and they're like we don't know anything about the bracelet we didn't take it so then he goes and he gets on this bus well then six like russian assholes get on and they're harassing this chick and you just see the smile come across his face the fucking switch is flipped and from that point on it's john wick i mean Hmm. yeah he's a badass and highly recommend watching it if you're a fan of bob odenkirk so like great action but also like comedy too a little bit self-aware yeah yeah he's he you know there's a few moments christopher lloyd is in it as his dad and he's he's the comedy of the movie Uh, because he's in a nursing home and like hospice care but yeah there's more to it he's got a half brother who's in hiding who you eventually meet he's played by rizza from uh wu-tang clan Mm. He's got a black half brother and mm. yeah, great movie. Turns out, yeah, Russian mafia is involved and uh the people that created it yeah. are actually involved in John Wick as well. Oh, that makes so sense. So there's there's rumors of an of because it definitely is open ended, leads, you know, for a possible sequel, and there is rumors of a John Wick crossover at some point. That'd be cool. Yeah. yeah. So if you get a chance, definitely Okay. Definitely check, it, check out, it out. Because like I said, once it starts it's nonstop, and you you blow through two hours really really quickly. Right on. Um, did you see Pentagon confirmed another UFO sighting? I did not, but yep. I'm, not, I'm not surprised. Yeah, that's all you have on it. I just it blows my mind. Like we talked about a while ago, how Pentagon just basically came out and told us aliens were real, and no one gives a shit. Yeah, yeah. And Joe Rogan's talked about that. So like nobody cares. Like yeah. Nate Bergazzi opened his special with that. Have you seen that yet? Nate Bergazzi's new special. It's very funny, but that's what he opens with. It's like 2020 was so crazy. Aliens are real. Yeah. No one even talked about it. No one cared. Yeah. Yeah. Some of you are getting that news for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. And they, the exact words in the statement of the Pentagon was that we are in possession of a craft, not of this earth. Yeah. Like literally, it's that's fucking as black and white as can be. Right. We have a spaceship that right. we didn't build. Right. Well, I didn't say they. I didn't think they said they had it. I thought they said that on an older video they confirmed that the ship that was people thought or, or was maybe UFO. that they didn't have it. But no, that it was the wording was yeah, not of it, this. Earth. It is yeah. confirmed. This is a craft, not of this earth. Yeah, a craft meaning it was a built fucking airship whatever not of this earth meaning that it wasn't built here right so and again aliens yeah (laughs) and it was completely blown over by most of the media of course when all that came it was they conveniently released it because that was literally during all the race riots (laughs) and and the the heart of covid and like oh by the way we've got fucking aliens anyway did you see that riot yeah like (laughs) We need more. Like, what the fuck? Right. So, yeah. And I don't know that any anybody's ever going to bring it up now. Yeah. Until they were literally, like, Independence Day in yeah. the sky getting ready to fucking melt the White House. Yeah. If I was, was the aliens, I'd be pissed. Which, at this point, wouldn't be such a bad idea. Right. I'd beam down, like, hey. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> right? Like, you guys have been wondering about us for how many years, and now all of a sudden we're here, and nobody fucking cares. 
Do am you- I am I a joke to you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're not wearing a mask, man. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> um. Oh, yeah. by the way, um, I meant to ask you because you got your uh, your government chip a few weeks ago. Yeah, didn't you get the Johnson and Johnson yes, one? Yes, I did. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but th- yeah. See, here's the thing. Yes, I did get vaccinated. Yes, I got the Johnson and Johnson. And then literally within a week, now we it's been pulled. And and here's what pisses me off about it. It's been pulled because it causes blood. There's some blood clotting issues. And the media ran with it, and it became this huge national story. And while it's in most of the articles, nobody really talks about it. The simple fact is over 6.8 million doses of this thing was given. And six. Oh, Six cases have been reported of this blood clotting. Wow. And they made it such a huge deal. Like, oh, it's killing people. No, it's not. It's fucking six out of almost seven million. Hmm. And that number might be higher by now. I haven't really. I'm not worried. That happens. Here's the funny, funniest part of the whole thing. Hmm. This same blood clotting issue Mm -hmm. is more than a hundred times greater to happen on the regular old birth control pill. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Hmm. But nobody talks about that. But because it's, you know, the vaccine and you got all these anti-vaxxers, oh, ha, ha, we told you it was bad for you. Nah. Fucking six people. Right. Shut up. Go take your birth control because obviously you don't need to fucking reproduce anyway. Right. And get a blood and, clot. And get a blood clot. Yeah. So, yeah. When I first read that, like everybody else, they're pulling the Johnson and Johnson vaccine. I'm like, oh fuck me! Really? <laughs> Turned to a zombie. Like, literally seven days ago, I just got this fucking shot in my arm, and now you're it's gonna cause fucking West Nile super AIDS. And then I read the article. Yeah, six out of six point eight million. Maybe you should lead with that <laughs> West Nile super AIDS. <laughs> I used to say West Nile monkey sars when I was talking about, oh. like, but yeah, West Nile super AIDS because South Park. Yeah. <clears throat> <laughs> but yeah, like whatever. I mean, yeah, I want everything to be safe, but six out of almost seven million people isn't something that I'm all that concerned about. Yeah, and, probably you know, a good move. It's the ten years down the road when when we have you know limbs start falling off. Yeah, that's when I'm going to worry, and I'm going to be watching the commercials for the you know class action lawsuits. Right. Um, did you hear about there's going to be another Batman series? Series. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's going to be like a, a live action? Yes. Or, okay. It's going to no. be a spinoff focusing on Gordon. Oh, fuck. You know why people like Batman? Didn't we kind of just get that with Gotham? Well, yeah, exactly. But yeah. do you know why people like Batman? Because it's got fucking Batman. Yeah. Nobody gives a shit about Jim Gordon. Like, Gotham was pretty good for, like, the first couple years, but... Mm. I lost interest because, again, I have Batman tattooed on my arm yeah. because I like fucking Batman, yeah. not because I like fucking Jim Gordon or Barbara Gordon or whatever. If I, I want to see Batman. Right. Like Batwoman that's on right now. It's getting canceled. Nobody gives a shit because it's not fucking Batman. Right. So, yeah. Not, not at all impressed with that news. To be fair, though, the Joker was pretty awesome. It, yeah, no, I'm, I'm. But that was just a movie. It wasn't yeah, a series. You have to commit. Yeah, like if you could, if you're gonna do a movie on on Commissioner Gordon or, or whatever, you could make it solid. But it's it's only two hours, so you don't have to fill weekly. Like 
you could you know you could get away with that you're not going to get away with it on a series i just don't feel like it's going to really have all that much draw right it might at the beginning but you know until you get to the batman part of the batman show nobody fucking cares right so speaking of superheroes and my apparently new series of reviewing video games that are several years old uh we already talked about days gone did I you guess, finish that? Yes. Well, finish. Uh, yeah, I did. I was just, can I fucking get to it? Um, I talked about how the first part of the story is great, and then it gets, eh. They make up for it. Oh, yeah? Yeah, when it picks back up and everything kind of clicks back together, great game. So it's in my top ten of all time. Nice. Of, of playable games. All right. Definitely. Uh, it is very, very long, but it's worth it. It's It's, you know, if you have a PlayStation or whatever, uh, and it's free right now, get it. And even though the the guy that made the game is not liking you right now because his big complaint was, you know, if you love a game, pay for it. And that's why the sequel ain't getting made. But, yeah, I would love to see the sequel, see where they could take it, but get it. Uh, it, it fucks with your emotions. Oh, yeah? It, yeah, definitely. Um, so, yeah. And then, as we talked about, Knowing that I was going to finish it, I still have his PlayStation, so I said I always wanted to play Spider-Man. Yes. Why did people love that game? I'm sorry, what? Why did people love that game? Because it's basically Arkham, the Arkham series, except you're Spider-Man. But it's, in my opinion, nowhere near as good as Arkham. Why? Everything is... It's the same. Other than the boss fights, it's the same. Every single fight is the same. Mm. It's it's Mortal Kombat with a little bit of a story. You're, you you're getting a fight and you're button mashing and don't get me wrong. It's not a, it's not a bad game. Okay, but for it to be, I'll just do the comparison. If you look at the reviews for Spider Man and you look at the reviews for Days Gone. Mm-hmm. That's a There's, weird comparison. Well, right. I'm just talking about the games themselves okay. as as video games, not in their genre, okay. whatever, just video games. Reviews for Spider-Man, fucking amazing. Yeah. Reviews for Days Gone, slightly above average. All right. And to me, there's no comparison. Spider-Man is literally, you swing around the city and do one fight after another that is the exact fucking same every single fucking time. Okay. I like the play, the the movements and the mechanics of swinging through, and I like the fact that you can change suits and different powers. It's all cool. Again, it's not a bad game, but I don't get the. Oh my god, this is you know one of the greatest games ever because I don't I just didn't feel that way. Everything to me was just a rinse, lather, lather, rinse, repeat, lather, okay. rinse, repeat. I mean, I haven't played it in God at least a year, but. Yeah. I'm I'm shocked you have that take. I really thought you yeah. would love it. I mean, it. I'm I think I'm about eighty percent through it right now. Okay. Like a level forty six, something like that. I've got all of the suits unlocked except for one. Hmm. Um and, and again, that's that's the coolest aspect of it is being able to put on all these different suits, including the Toby Maguire, the Andrew Garfield, the Iron, you know, the Starks suits, mm-hmm. a bunch of did you ever put on like the uh 
original comic book suit and how that looked even on the screen. Like, Oh it, yeah. It's yeah. this realistic looking environment. And then you put on this one particular costume and it's like, you're watching the old Saturday morning fucking Spider-Man cartoons. Right. Swinging around. It, they did a great job and it looks pretty cool. And he's got the quips and everything, but I don't like the way Peter looks. Okay. On, on the video game. He just looks like his eyes are like set too far back into his head. He just looks kind of, I don't know. It looks like a, a bastard child of Tobey Maguire and Tom Holland. Okay. Um, and like you said and alluded to, the fucking parts with Mary Jane and even to a lesser degree, Miles. Yeah. Boring as fuck. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like all the puzzles. Oh, I like the puzzles. See, I'm not, puzzles are fun. I'm not playing a fucking Spider-Man game to be a chemist and to, to reroute circuits. It's not like it's that hard. I'm not saying it's hard. It's just stupid. Whatever. I, just walk up, push a button, and be done, which you can. You can skip through it, and that's great, but yeah. Oh, so whatever. I'm just saying uh, I'm, there's too many, too much of it is what I'm saying. Okay. Too, too many of it. Um. Flying around after pigeons. Yeah. Flying around chasing your old backpacks. And why the fuck does he have 55 backpacks, by the way, that are webbed to walls all over New York City? That's a valid point. Yeah. And during the whole when uh, New York City gets basically overran by the criminals and the spoiler alert uh, gets overran by the criminals and the Sable organization. Every time you're swinging around the city at night, what do you see out there in the in the background? Or not even necessarily the background. You can literally climb up to the top of the building. Avengers Tower. Yeah. The whole city in New York is under attack by two different groups. Where's the fucking Avengers? I mean, again. I know, but still. talked about this before. You can make that complaint with. And, and you can also go by. Have you noticed one of the Easter eggs? If you go to Hell's Kitchen, you can go by the uh, alias investigations. Oh, no. Which is from Daredevil. Oh, well. Um, so yeah, it's like I said, it's a good game. It's solid. I just don't get the hype that it got okay. when there are, in my opinion, far better games that keep my attention. Like I have to take breaks from playing Spider-Man for the simple fact that I get tired of, you know, swing, swing, kick, 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 swing, kick, swing, spin, kick. Okay. I mean, I, I remember beating it pretty quickly cause I, had a hard time putting it down, so to each their own, I guess. But you know, like swinging around doing tricks and whatnot, uh, it's cool. Yeah, Again, it's got some. There's there's value there. It's a good game. It is mm. a good game. But it just you know, I guess I'm bitter because most of the reviews that I read on Days Gone were talking about repetitive stuff, and yet these are the same assholes that gave Spider Man ten out of ten when it is a hundred percent more repetitive than days gone is as far as what you're doing with your missions and you run around and you have to take like 50 pictures of landmarks in New York and you have to do all these things. If you want to unlock the cool suits. And of course that's in my opinion, the best part of the game. So I did it and it's not like it's hard or anything. It just becomes very tedious. You know, it's very grand theft auto ish as far as doing all these little side jobs that, just all look identical. Hmm. What'd you think of uh, the story? You know, you haven't finished it yet, but is uh, Doc Ock Doc Ock yet? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I, you're pretty close. I just beat Martin Lee. Okay. 
for the lat when he goes after Norman and you go in and save him and beat Martin Lee. I mm. just finished beating Martin Lee, like literally. A, I'd say you're probably closer to 90, 95% of the way through it. Well, according to the I game, think. the last time I looked, and I might be into the 80s now, but the last time I actually looked, it was 78. Oh. So, okay. but I just beat Martin Lee. So we'll see where it goes from there. Um, Which, and that was another thing. That twist with with him being the big bad, mm-hmm. or at least the big bad of the first three quarters of the game, mm-hmm. was revealed way too early. Like that could have been one of those like holy shit moments, but they revealed it like all you had to do is kind of pay attention and you literally see him in a cutscene. Yeah. And then it's it's officially revealed a couple few missions later, but that's yeah. way too early for something that significant to the story to be released, in my opinion. Right. They kind of dropped the ball there, but Okay. But yeah, like I said, solid game. Just not, in my opinion, not better than Days Gone. Okay. Um, how much of a Fall Guys have you played? Zero. Oh, okay. Which is that the one you were telling me about? Where you that was the one I was playing when you were like, what "The fuck are you doing?" And, and tell me the premise of that one again. Um, it's sort of like um, it's not battle royale, but it's like a uh, sixty players, and you do a, a bunch of like challenges, like tiered like events and more and more people get eliminated. It's I'm telling you, it's fucking addictive, dude. Uh, I might check it out. When yeah. Bored or whatever. Right. Wonder, is it on Xbox? Yeah. Cause I, I'm, I'm trying. I was going to say, have you played the show yet? I'm getting to that. Oh, okay. I'm trying that. to power through Spider-Man mm-hmm. because the show is now released. It released mm-hmm. at, they said nine o'clock. Yeah. Supposedly it was supposed to release at nine o'clock at night on a Monday for the Game Pass players. Mm-hmm. Nine o'clock when first off, because I got on there at nine o'clock and guess what? Wasn't available yet. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that it's very ready now. Um, but why would you release it at nine o'clock at night? Unless, I don't know. Unless it's re- like a a release overseas and I don't know. It just didn't make a lot of sense. I, to me, but, I would agree. But no, I have not fired it up yet, but I'm. About to, which is why I'll probably power through the rest of Spider-Man today and knock it out so that I can start my baseball career. Why not just start your baseball career and go back to that? Well, because eventually I want to get that fucking turbine off my coffee table. That's <laughs> <laughs> how fucking loud the PlayStation is. It wasn't just Days Gone because it does it as Spider-Man too. And good thing I got noise-canceling headphones because otherwise, woo! <laughs> yeah it's literally i'm waiting on it to fucking sprout wings and take off from my living room yeah playing that in red dawn red dawn, red dead red dead i thought it was gonna fucking just explode <coughs> which i will say that for uh my xbox is that fucker's quiet as a mouse when i'm running whatever cod or whatever right now i've heard that when you put a disc in them they really get loud but hmm. if the if the fans have to work that hard to keep your machine cool because of the what their hardware is doing, then I don't know. Maybe you should have not put such great hardware in a compact box the way that PlayStation did. Because yeah, that motherfucker is loud. Yeah. So anyway, did you have anything further, sir? Uh, I'm gonna say no, but I'm sure on the way home I'll remember something and go fuck. But uh, that's the way hour thirty. That's a good episode. Yep, yep, yep. So, all right, folks, thank you for tuning in. Like I said, we'll probably be back 
Uh, maybe Thursday. Maybe the draft day. Well, I mean, that's when I'm off oh. next. That's why I said that. Oh, okay. Well, then, yeah, we'll, uh, depending that's on not, what happens between now and the weekend. Are it's you... not this Thursday, the draft. It's next Thursday. Oh, you're right. Nine days yeah. away. Weekend. Okay. So, yeah, we'll definitely have a show before the draft. And uh, maybe by then we'll have a little bit more Deshaun Watson news, although unlikely. Um, who knows? Might even be some more trades, maybe some movement on Garoppolo and things like that. But I, I think that's probably going to be a, a tra- draft day deal if there is one so all right well i am d's he's dylan bye bye we'll see you next time Ooh.